Welcome to the Covenant of Peace radio broadcast, the teaching ministry of Pastor Blair Bradley. This program is dedicated to bringing you the glorious truth of God's Word, one verse at a time. We are living in powerful days and we are seeing tremendous changes in our lives, our culture, our nation, and in the church. So now more than ever, we have a great need to exercise spiritual discernment and to know what the Bible teaches about the important issues that we all face today. So let's join Pastor Blair as he continues our study on the Word of God. Welcome again, my beloved in Jesus Christ. We're continuing our verse-by-verse journey through the epistle of Jude, and today we're continuing to go over what Jude taught about how to combat heresy. So let's open our Bibles and read Jude verses 17 through 21 again together. But you, beloved, ought to remember the words that were spoken beforehand by the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, that they were saying to you in the last time there will be mockers following after their own ungodly lusts. These are the ones who cause divisions, worldly-minded, devoid of the Spirit. But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, Keep yourselves in the love of God, waiting anxiously for the mercy of our Lord Jesus unto eternal life. Now, we're continuing to discuss just how to obey verses 20 and 21 of Jude. These verses tell us that the best way for any of us to ward off heresy and false teaching is to build yourselves up on your most holy faith and to keep yourselves in the love of God. Now, we can all see from these verses that God wants us to be strong, and I don't think that any of us wants to be weak, but precisely how do we get strong? Exactly how do we build ourselves up on our most holy faith? How do we keep ourselves in the love of God? Now, on earlier broadcasts, I went over 10 keys to gaining spiritual strength, and those keys were prayer, Bible study, Godly fellowship, obedience, being filled with the Spirit, confession, love, hope, witnessing, and discernment. And we went over all ten of these keys at length, but now we're looking at what we need in order to accomplish these ten keys. Now, I don't think for one minute that these keys are complicated. A child can understand them. Yet today, in the modern church, fewer people are actually engaged in these ten keys now than in any time in the 2,000-year history of the church. And as a result of our unwillingness to get strong in the Lord and our unwillingness to build ourselves up on our most holy faith and our unwillingness to keep ourselves in the love of God, ancient and vile heresies that the church confronted and rejected many centuries ago are making a huge comeback in our day. Now, why is that? Why would anyone who is blood-bought not desire to be strong? Why would anyone who is saved not be willing to do what, whatever it took to obey God's word? I believe that our unwillingness to do what is necessary to get strong has everything to do with a warped sense of what Christianity is really all about. That is why I'm teaching right now on the three aspects of discipleship that Jesus taught from Mark chapter 8, verses 34 through 38. So let's read those verses again. And he summoned the crowd with his disciples and said to them, If anyone wishes to come after me, 
He must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever wishes to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospel's will save it. For what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his soul? For what will a man give in exchange for his soul? For whoever is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man will also be ashamed of him when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. Now I realize today that if I were to hold a healing service in my church, people will be lined down the aisle and the line would run out the door and down the street. If I was to give away free food, the people would flock to the church. If I was going to hold a free concert with the latest music star to hit the scene, my church would be packed out. And the reason I know this to be true is because I have done all three of those things through the years, and that is exactly what happened. But if I were to call an all-night prayer meeting, or if I was to call a solemn assembly where we would fast and pray all day long, or if I were to teach about how to deny yourself and take up your cross and follow Jesus, we could put elephants in every pew and still have plenty of room for all the people. Now why is that? It is human nature for the overwhelming majority of people to be perfectly willing to serve God as long as it is on their terms. But whenever God begins to make demands on our lives, whenever God begins to require something from us, very few are willing to remain faithful. And Jesus had the same response. There were crowds of people who thronged Jesus as long as he healed them and as long as he fed them and as long as they perceived that Jesus was going to do something for them. But when our holy law, Lord had the audacity to teach things like that we should deny ourselves, when Jesus began to say that one of the requirements to be a disciple was to take up our cross, when the incarnate God had the audacity to suggest that the pathway to being a disciple was to actually follow Jesus, then all of a sudden the crowd thinned out real quick and all Jesus had was a handful. The Bible says in John 6, verse 60, that during Jesus, uh, one of Jesus' teachings, that many of Jesus' disciples interrupted the Lord and they told him, this is a difficult statement. Who can listen to it? And just six verses later, the Bible says in John 6:66, as a result of this, many of his disciples withdrew and were not walking with him anymore. So we find that even the Lord himself didn't have very many who were willing to go all the way with him. And the more that we teach people that the purpose of church is not to glorify God and submit ourselves to his way, but the more that we teach people that the purpose of church is that God can meet all of our wants and wishes and desires, and the more that church services are redesigned to minimize solid biblical teaching and to minimize the confrontation with our own sinfulness and to minimize conviction and minimize repentance, this problem is going to get worse and the people will be even less willing to do anything that is inconvenient or that costs them anything and so the people will not deny themselves, they will not take up their cross and they will not follow Jesus. 
and therefore they will stay weak and unprepared and unable to ward off heresy and false teaching, and they will be sitting ducks for deception because they have not built themselves up on their most holy faith, and they have not kept themselves in the love of God like Jude told us to do. Brothers and sisters, let me give you a real-life example of why denying ourselves is so important. It is impossible for a child to grow and become responsible in the natural without clearly established rules and boundaries in the home and without order and discipline at work in their lives. And order and discipline and structure and guidance like this don't just pop up out of the ground. These things originate from parents who love the Lord enough and love society enough and love their children enough to deny themselves and not give their children what their children want, but give them what their children need. This is why God set up biblical order in the home, beginning with a godly father and a husband who loves the Lord more than he loves his wife and children and who loves his wife like Christ loved the church, and who leaves the safety and the security of his home and earns the living and takes on the responsibility to bring home the bacon. This man is to be the priest and prophet of his home, and he is to guard the home and watch over the souls of his family, not allowing the enemy to come in and not allowing the enemy to influence his household. This godly man is to love his children and administer discipline to his children, and cause them to fear God, and to fear him, and to obey him, and he is perfectly willing to make good on that promise with swift and sure punishment when they rebel against his authority, or when they dishonor his wife. This man is to teach and train his children in the right ways of the Lord, and he is to give them a tangible example of Christianity at work by living what he teaches. But a man cannot possibly do this without denying himself, so he has a choice. He can come home from work and throw the paycheck at the wife and lay down on the couch and watch the game, or he can obey the words of Jesus Christ and deny himself and lead his family correctly, but he can't do both. The holy order of God then flows down from this good man to a godly wife and mother who loves the Lord enough to humbly and graciously submit to the authority of her husband and who has dedicated herself to her family over and above her own career. She too must deny herself along with her husband if together they hope to have the kind of family that will bring honor to God. Now make no mistake about this. Having this kind of family that the Bible describes as hard work, and it simply cannot be accomplished unless and until both the man and the woman are willing to deny themselves in humble submission to the Word of God. But when they are willing, when both the man and the woman love the Lord enough to be willing to deny themselves and follow Jesus in doing what it takes to have a godly home, the world looks on and marvels. A godly home brings great honor to God, and it exalts Jesus Christ and is the bedrock of civilization. It is in this kind of loving and godly environment that offers the best possible opportunity for children to grow up well-balanced and prepared to contribute to this life and be prepared for the next. The point here is that while everyone desires a home like this, 
We have fewer of them now than we did 50 years ago, and that is because men and women today are not nearly as willing to deny themselves and do what it takes to have a home like this as they were in the past. And part of the problem, of course, is television, which brings sin into the home and makes sin look attractive, and which fills our mind and our eyes and our hearts and ears with messages of self-centeredness and self-fulfillment rather than self-denial. Another hindrance to having godly homes is the glaring lack of Bible knowledge and Bible study among God's own people who are perishing because of this lack of knowledge. Most of the popular teachings that are circulating through our nation today do not promote the biblical concept of denying ourselves and taking up our cross. In fact, most of the teachings that I'm aware of promote self-fulfillment and self-gratification at the expense of self-denial. In other words, most of what you will hear from many of the popular teachers today on the Haywood and Stubble television network actually fight against the clear teachings of Scripture about this issue. The point that I'm making is that while we all want to have godly homes and while we all want to be strong in the Lord and while we all want to bear good fruit, we simply cannot accomplish any of these things without obeying the words of Jesus Christ and learning how to deny ourselves and take up our cross and follow Jesus. And unless we deny ourselves... And unless we take up our crosses and follow Jesus, we will not be able to accomplish these 10 keys to spiritual growth. And therefore, we will not build ourselves up on our most holy faith, and we will not keep ourselves in the love of God as Jude commanded. And the result of that is that heresy and false teaching will continue to thrive, continue to deceive more and more people and continue to be promoted in the world and, sadly, in many of the modern churches. Well, I'm going to have to stop right here, but please join me again on the next broadcast as we continue our journey through the epistle of Jude. May God help us all. Dear friends, if this radio broadcast of line upon line, precept upon precept teaching of God's holy word is a blessing to you, will you prayerfully consider supporting us financially? We want to increase our exposure here on the Gulf Coast through more radio stations and through the Internet. Would you pray about coming alongside of us and help us do that to God's glory? For further information about how you can partner with us in seeing the gospel triumph in our area or to receive a copy of today's broadcast, go to our website, www.covenantofpeace.net. Until next time, may the peace of God keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus.